I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Onwarda and this is I'm Not The Expert Book. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. At the time of recording this, there's an awful lot of tectonic and volcanic activity in Iceland. That's right, yeah, yeah. There's, there's um, evacuations and a, a national emergency, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're expecting an eruption. Yeah. And I sent you a link and it was live feedback of all the seismic activity. Yeah. You know, you, you, did you it's just constant, like, yeah. It's, they're all really small, but it is, it's constant, constantly there. So, Under the tremors a day, like yeah, I would say that I'm fucking tired of saying well, if I didn't do animation, I'd have studied this <laughs> the way I did with volcanoes and volcanology. Earthquakes, theology of earthquakes is fucking yeah. incredible. Seismology, the word you're looking for, isn't it? I prefer theology of earthquakes because it's a very I'm not really well educated in this subject. Yeah, because I'm not. Yeah, it's like you're just, not a seismologist, but yeah. Yeah. It's a passing. There's a new name for yeah. the podcast now. I'm not a seismologist, but. That's a terrible title. I know. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but it's an awesome title. It is. Yeah. It is. And that's, you know, that's what we're about. Yeah. Best uh, title. We find something we're interested in and we just try and find a little bit about it and have a chat. Yeah. Make ourselves feel dumb. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Look, the ology of earthquakes. We all know that earthquakes are caused by tectonic plates slamming together, pulling, pulling apart, apart or yeah, yeah. grinding off each other, one in one direction, the other in the other direction. Yeah. So in California, for instance, the two main tectonic plates at the boundary we all know as the San Andreas Fault are the North American plate and the Pacific, Pacific plate. plate. Yeah. Now, and I will say this a couple of times in this episode, the oceanic plate, the Pacific plate is heavier than the continental plate. And that goes for all of them. Right. If one is going to subduct under, under the, the other, other, it's going to be the oceanic plate that right. subducts under. And the is that because of the weight plate. of water on it that makes it? I don't know. Sounds like it, it might be. It, it could be. It, it's on the water, so. Might very well be because water weighs an awful lot. Yeah. It, it could well be. Going forward, and I will say it again and again, but in case I don't, it's the oceanic plate that subducts oh, under, under the continental plate. Right. Okay. Cool. As part for the course. So the San Andreas Fault is more than 650 miles long and in some places 10 miles deep. I don't know whether it's 10 miles deep of water or... If it's a cliff face of 10 miles. If it's a cliff face underwater. Uh, I'm assuming it's 10 miles deep underwater. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, fucking... A 10-mile cliff face, (laughs) that that would be pretty impressive, actually, Yeah. yeah. You know, which might be the, I don't know, the Mariana... Trench is kind of yeah, yeah, but that's a yeah, so like that's a trench, that's kind of you know, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we're off to a good start, yeah, yeah. The Pacific, so it's on the water, anyway. The Pacific plate, the oceanic plate, moves northwestwards against the American plate at about two inches per year. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, that's but it is a lot. Oh, it is, like it's you think of it over millennia. Well, yeah, well, you know, how much, and if you were a Californian. How much would you feel of that two inches per year? I mean, yeah. there's constant tremors and activity in California. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't so been a big one in California big. for a long time, though, has there? 
Which is scary in itself, isn't it? I was a bit, yeah. Which is worrying. Yeah. Because it's the, the same longer thing between about them, volcanoes. The yeah. yeah. Um, the, the release of pressure is like t- releasing the pressure from a pressure cooker. Yeah. You know, you, you release it and drop it over time and it stays at a, a manageable, constant level. Yeah. Not dangerous. Yeah, but the longer they snag, the more pressure builds up and then you know, it's like an elastic band snapping. Boom. And you get yeah. a massive, massive earthquake. Yeah, well, the longer they snag, the more pressure builds up, yeah. which we will get on to in, when we stop in in later places around the world, okay. because that's what happened. Okay. All we need to remember is all tectonic plates are always moving. They're never, ever stationary. So if you've yeah. got a situation where one does snag, and we have had that, then everything around, it doesn't snag as an entire plate. And yeah. everything around it is, is still moving. Right. It's still moving in the direction it was. It's, it's just, just it's, snagging at that point. So that becomes point a pivot snag, point and almost. sooner or later, it's going to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So as we were saying, while constant tremors can be problematic and they do cause injuries and fatalities and they do destroy buildings and lives and all that kind of thing. When they don't occur is when you start worrying. people start getting concerned. And I mean... People living their lives in a, a tectonically active place around the world don't necessarily worry about it all the time. No. But the scientists who measure these things do start to get worried. Yeah, yeah. When there's a long period of like, inactivity, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad portent. So eventually when the accumulated pressure releases, it's a, usually a catastrophic Perfect release. Earthquake, yeah. Okay. How do you measure earthquakes? The Richter scale. Okay. Maybe? Yeah, and I only found this out. It's not the Richter scale anymore. Is it not? No, no. Okay. In 1935, Charles F. Richter and Benno Guttenberg wrote a paper and developed an inverted commas mechanism to measure seismic activity. Yeah, yeah. And we know it as the Richter scale. Yeah. In the 1935 paper that Guttenberg-Richter wrote, it was called the magnitude scale. Okay, which is what, yeah, like when you hear, like, you know, it, it's a 9.2 magnitude earthquake, which, you know, that makes sense. So, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. it's a scale of magnitude, but it was called after Richter. I don't know what happened to Gutenberg, though. He seems to have got shafted. forgotten somewhere along yeah, the line. Yeah. Well, I think it just became the Richter scale because it was easier to remember for people. Yeah. yeah. Um, as opposed to the Gutenberg scale. Which, if it being called that, I wouldn't have a fucking problem with that either. No. And we might be measuring earthquakes in terms of Guttenberg's as opposed to. <laughs> but, you know. Why the fucking police academy just pop into me head there? I, that's the first guy. <laughs> I thought of The Simpsons when mm. they were doing the Stonecutters when Homer Simpson was inducted into the Stonecutters because he was their messiah. He had a, a birthmark on his arse cheek or something. <laughs> but. They sing a song and it's who made Steve Guttenberg our star. We did. We okay. did. Yeah. So that's the first thing I thought of was Steve Guttenberg. Yeah. How many Mahoney's is that? Yeah. How <laughs> many Mahoney's is that earthquake over there? <laughs> so somewhere along the way, Guttenberg got dropped and we had the Richter scale. Just like in Police Academy, I think it was after three, Guttenberg got dropped, wasn't it? Did he get dropped? He or did, did he decide yeah, not yeah, to do it anymore? Yeah, he's only in the first three, I think, and then he... Because didn't he do... I don't know if he got dropped or walked away. Didn't he do that 
thing, three men and a baby. He did. And yeah. the thing with fucking Johnny Five, what was it called? Short Circuit. Yeah. So he great in that. He moved on to bigger and better things, yeah. let's say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, nothing's bigger and better than Police Academy, though, man. Come on. <laughs> Police Academy 1 was good. That's Two it. was okay. It's like Ghostbusters 1. And no. then until... I really like Ghostbusters, so I'm going to have this out. No, I didn't like that. Constantly, no. man. No. Terrible. I even watched the, the 2016 reboot recently and as awful as it is, it wasn't as awful as I thought it was the first time. Still awful. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife completely awesome. undid whatever I felt about the 2016 reboot yeah. or Ghostbusters too. Um, and they were just fucked in the obsolete, where are they now, bowler. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Afterlife is brilliant. I love yeah, that movie. And the yeah. new one is going to be yeah. amazing. Trailer looks brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. how did we get to here? Anyway. <laughs> From Airspace. So, Richter scale was what it was called up until the 1970s. Right. And in the 1970s, and I assume it's because of scientific progress and they realised that earthquakes, earthquakes weren't just a shaking and a... Yeah. Everything's they weren't and angry or whatever. There's all sorts of different waves that happen within an earthquake right, or a okay. tremor, which I will get to later on. Okay. But in the 1970s, the MMS was developed. And that's not the multimedia message thing. <laughs> yeah, the I MMS. Yeah. And it was the moment magnitude scale. The moment magnitude scale. Moment magnitude okay. scale. The MMS was developed to accurately capture all the different seismic waves from an earthquake. Earthquake intensity scales record the severity of earthquakes' effects on the surface of the earth. And the modified Mercalli scale is the amount of shaking at a particular location. So okay. there's loads of scales. In different ways of measuring, yeah. And different processes yeah. to measure not the same thing, but different elements of, of the it, same yeah, thing, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of way. Yeah. So, Whereas Richter more so focuses on the severity of it, isn't it? I don't know. It's pretty um, much, yeah. Richter was just, the Richter scale was pointed at an earthquake mm. or detected an earthquake. Yeah, and, and it was just how bad it was. Or this how, happened. You know. Yeah. And how much of the movement was there as opposed to... How widespread was it? What type was it? You know, it didn't kind of measure those things. It just measured basically like a you know, needle on a sheet of paper and the needle would move up yeah, and down yeah, as the air yeah. shook, basically. Yeah. And that's all it measured. Well, it's it's not even that's all it measured and it was a useless piece of crap. No, it was it a stepping it was stone to what yeah. they know now. I mean, oh, yeah. now they can isolate where it happened, its epicenter, how deep it was, what kind of waves came through. All that kind of what crap. What caused it? You yeah. Know, was it you know? a snag? Was it a volcano? Yeah. So they know so much more. So as they learned, I'm, I'm guessing as scientists learned more, more in-depth analysis was needed. Mm. And so all these Yeah. I mean, what is, like, I know this probably sounds like a stupid question, but what is the purpose of seismology and, you know, detecting these things and monitoring these things? Because fuck all they can do about them. You know? Well, you know, and... They can't stop them happening. Okay, you know, you can get a warning, you can evacuate. There's obviously that kind of thing. But or for such can, an in-depth analysis... But you can also them, develop like what's the end structures goal? that are more adept at, at handling. Tremors. Yeah, yeah. 
you know absolutely I mean, there's, and, you there's know, always going technologies to be that and stuff one. but do we need that in-depth analysis that scientific analysis of an earthquake that's what in science order is to do man that? and yeah that's what i'm saying is it just curiosity it's more that's driving about it understanding and mm. being able to create precautions and yeah, like early warning and stuff, I can totally get that. But I think the Richter scale did that anyway, because you had your tremors and your, you know, it measured those. But, you know, it's a, it's a whole branch of science now. And there's, you know, earthquake detectors all over the world. And they're watching this constantly. And like, like as you said, in Iceland, you know, what's happening there, the monitoring that's going on there. Like, I get it, but it just feels completely fucking futile. I mean, this is, you know, this is mother nature. I was reading a book by Bill Bryson called A Short History of Nearly Everything. Yeah, yeah. Which is fantastic. And it's my go-to book to read. It's just something I can sit down and enjoy. Yeah, and yeah. read it again and again. Yeah, again. and it's kind of a book you can open up anywhere and just kind of read, can't you? You don't have to read it from, In the, from front to back. Was it the early 19th century? One scientist came out and said, that's it. We know everything there is Everything's been discovered. Science is... Finished <laughs> to in more or less those words. We're done. We've discovered all there is to discover. And then somebody discovered tiny atoms and particles. Oh, of course, and yeah. And then all they, that kind of yeah. crap. And then they discovered how to how to split them and make weapons. Yeah. You know, yeah. But but then they discovered energy waves and they, they discovered photons and all that kind of stuff. So the day science stands up and says, We've covered it all, lads, <laughs> it's all learned. There's nothing more to learn. We'll find Everything is else. done. Yeah. Something somebody'll find something. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Whole... No, yeah, no, I understand that and you understand the whole kind of purpose of science. What I was kind of trying to say is there's a lot of money spent on seismology. I'm just wondering, is there a goal? Like, are they trying to come to the stage where they can actually influence earthquakes or prevent earthquakes or I mean you're talking like massive forces here. I can't see no, any way they, they can ever do prevent... anything like that. Say, for instance, somebody gets out a soldering iron, seals the whole thing up, and it's no longer an issue, and they're like, fucking job is oxo, lads. <laughs> Don't worry about it anymore. That's just going to move somewhere else. The whole planet just crack else. open. Yeah, no, That's, the whole planet just you know, crack open if they're all sealed, yeah. So, so it's not a case of stopping them or preventing them. It's a case of preventing loss of life due to the them. catastrophic damage and yeah. loss of life. Yeah. So it's the kind of predictability a, side of it than, you know, more so what they're looking into. They always to, want to predict them. Yeah. I mean, and, and going to storms and supercells and tornadoes yeah. and shit like that, they want to predict them. And now yeah. they know so much more that they can look at a cloud and go, uh oh, fucking <laughs> send out a warning there. <laughs> whereas they didn't before. Yeah, yeah, satellite imagery and stuff that can help with the weather, obviously, whereas, whereas you don't have that Even somebody just yeah. looking out of their car window and going, whoops. There's a storm coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I told you once about the hailstones. You the, did. The in hailstone Australia. that I was in in Brisbane. Yeah. It was somebody just looking out a window or coming back from the lunch or getting out of their car and, and say, looking the at the sky inside. and the colour of the sky and going, uh-oh, and they weren't a scientist. No. But, but they'd learned that was experience. all that from what had been discovered yeah. and from experience. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's an awful lot of money spent on it, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is, but it's yeah. all worthwhile. I, yeah, no, that's what I was trying to get to. What is the worthwhile of it? And yeah, so it is kind of the idea of predicting them as opposed to influencing them in any way. Yeah, that's all I want to know. 
How many tectonic plates are there on the face of the earth? No idea. Have a guess. Start. Well, I've given you two. So start with the North American and the Pacific plate and work your way west. Right. I'm assuming each continent is on a single plate. So you've got your seven continents. I'm going to say seven. Okay. No. Oh, and then each ocean. Sorry? Each ocean would be on one as well. So you've got seven seven continents, five oceans. You're not far off, but your logic is okay. incredible. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm thinking continental plates and oceanic yeah, plates. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I get you. It's not as cut and dry as there's a continent, there's North America. The North American plate, Landmass for instance, as to continent. Yeah, yeah. which go, extends beyond the North American right. continent out as far as where it meets the Pacific plate. That's, yeah. that's the San Andreas Fault, which is off the coast of California, as we all know. Okay. But... Do you remember it when it extends east to the Atlantic? Do you remember when we were talking about volcanoes? I was talking about the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Yeah. And that's pulling apart. And that works all the way up to Iceland, which we've just previously mentioned. And yeah. that's that's that ridge there. And that's sitting on that rift, and that's why that's the Middle Atlantic, getting, hence the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Yeah. That's the boundary. It's not Mid-Atlantic Rift, is it? The Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Yeah. Okay. That's the boundary of the North American plate and the European plate. So they're not stuck to continents, Europe, South America. They are yeah. named after. after yeah, after, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not, they're not stuck rigidly to those, that, mm. that little bit there and that little bit there. All that right, kind of okay. right, there are 15 plates. Oh, so it's close enough. Yeah, you were. I don't know how you got there, but you were, <laughs> you were close. Yeah. There's the Pacific plate, the Philippine Sea plate. The Australian plate, Indian, Arabian plates, Eurasian, African plates, North American, South American, and below the South American plate, there's a plate, a small plate called the Scotia plate. Oh, right. Which is yeah. between the Antarctic plate Falklands and the South and the American Antarctic, plate. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if it's around the Falklands. It is, as far as I know, it's around that way. Yeah, yeah, it might be. Then there's the, the Nazca Maldives, plate, the Nazca say. plate, the Caucasus plate, the Caribbean plate, the Juan de Fuca plate. The what One. J-U-A-N, Juan de Fuca plate, which is just up off uh, uh, the US, is is all clustered around the meeting points of the North American plate and the Pacific plate. Okay. And then there's the Antarctic plate. There is no Northern Arctic plate. Okay. There's an Antarctic plate. So what does the the Arctic sit on? Like I'm assuming it. Well, I mean, everything sits on a place, so that's on the North Atlantic plate. It's a a joining of lots of them. Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah, there you go. So if there, okay, so the the Arctic sits on a number of plates. Is that? I didn't have a look. I didn't get a top down look at the Earth and all the tectonic plates. I couldn't find one, but I just know I didn't see an Arctic plate. Yeah, the way I yeah. saw an yeah, Antarctic no, I'm just wondering plate. if it's sitting on, you know, on the intersection of several plates, then I would imagine it's a pretty volatile area. Well, maybe it's just sitting on one that kind of yeah. Yeah. sits over the top of it. Yeah, the North I don't Atlantic know, but all I saw area. was the Antarctic plate. It's fucking yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking enormous. Okay. Staying in California, San Francisco. In 1906, there was a magnitude 7.9 earthquake, which struck on April the 18th, 1906, at 5.13 a.m. San Francisco was fucking destroyed. It killed 
it killed an estimated 3,000 people, which, they you know, as big tragic one, as it they, is, that's, that's, yeah. that's in the history books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they call it the big one, yeah. Mm. And they're expecting another one. Mm, yeah, because... But, you know, they're always... It's prudent to expect the yeah. big one if you yeah, live no, in I mean, a big one, one area. When we were kids, there was a big one in South Africa, mid-80s, or... South Africa, did I just say? I <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah, there was. It in was the mid-80s. 19, 1989. 89, was it? Yeah. I will get there in a couple Okay, of sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, you're all right. I but, just, yeah, there was. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I can't think of any since. A major. Been a couple of, you know. There's always a couple. Minor, and I say minor, there was loss of life, like. Yeah. But nothing as catastrophic as the one in 1989 or, or 1909, as you're saying. So they're overdue. 1906. Mm. Or 1906, sorry, yeah. Uh, which, so which brings me back to my pressure cooker yeah. analogy. Yeah, they're overdue, you know? yeah. Yeah. Mm. It killed an estimate, in 1906, it killed an estimated 3,000 people and was caused by a slip of about 270 mile long segment of the San Andreas Fault. Right, okay. They can now look, and I'm sure they didn't entirely know it then, Unless you see a big lump of land that used to be over there on the left and now is over there on the right. Yeah. You know, but they can now go back and investigate what caused it. Okay. Which will bring me back to all the things I was saying to you about the processes that have come in since the Richter scale mm. became. And it's not. They that can retrospectively defunct. look back at past ones. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, so, so previous investigations, if you learn what happened, what's gone before. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's going to prepare you for what's coming in the well, future. It's, it's just like your, uh, your hailstones. I mean, yeah. that was there just experience. Yeah, yeah. Guy seeing the cloud, might I know what that means? Yeah. It's fucking, it was weird. It was weird. One day we'll, we'll get to something about hailstones in one of our no, podcasts. No, we did, and the weather one, we did talk about it, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, fucking nuts. Yeah. We did, yeah, yeah. They had to bring the cars inside into the into the rec room, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> telling you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad. So shockwaves in the 1906 earthquake were felt from Oregon to LA. Okay, now I thought me, American geography's not great, but Oregon's kind great. of Midwest, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's middle America. Yeah. As a friend of mine calls it, flyover country. Flyover country. Yeah. <laughs> You fly over going from one, you know. Yeah. From one coast to the other. Yeah. And then LA is obviously on the coast. Like, that's mad. That's, yeah. You know, that's a huge. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the plates have loads of, of fractures that branch off into right. the North American plate. So you get those kind of quakes going along yeah. those fractures yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's okay. like when you I look at it, when that, yeah. cracked and you look at it, there's always little oh, arms yeah. reaching off it. Yeah. 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 You can visualize so that then. Yeah. In 1906, buildings weren't earthquake proof they were victorian and mostly wooden right never actually understood that the americans fascination with building their houses and stuff out of wood even now like it's all kind of metal framed wood wood houses materials yeah i'm not sure and it's you know it's obviously got climate as well you know i mean they're they don't get as cold and wet as we do yeah by and large and we're building our houses out of stone and brick and you know but um, yeah, it was just something that fascinated me when I was over there. Like fabulous looking houses. Don't get me wrong, like gorgeous houses, but they're all made of wood. You know, it's unusual. Yeah. Well, it's unusual when you've you know when you've been brought up in a concrete jungle. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe the whole concrete jungle answered the question you were asking. Mm. You know. Now, don't get me wrong. They're inner cities. They have you know. Metals and yeah, concrete yeah. and shit. Like Aluminium yeah. siding as well is another thing they're mad for covering Aluminum. their rooms and that. Aluminum siding. Yeah. 
It's aluminium there. I know. Jesus, the chemical element is known as aluminium for fuck's sake. But uh, yeah, like, yeah, they're just into that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you put something on the, on the fascia. A facade. No. Yes, but no. There's a, I can't think of the name of it. Okay, if you can't think of the name of it, it's a facade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, okay. You know. So, because the earthquake had ruptured most water mains, and we're back in 1906, firefighters right. were, were unable to contain the fires that subsequently broke out because of the earthquake and because so double of the wooden Victorian houses and mm. not earthquake proof and all that kind of shit. Fires broke out and all hell broke loose. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Now, I, I was looking a little bit into kind of earthquake proofing and stuff um, in place like Tokyo and in Los Angeles as well. And it's absolutely fascinating. Now, I haven't got enough on it to talk at length about it, but it's yeah. fascinating some of the stuff that they come up with, like essentially shock absorbers in the foundations of buildings. Which like, is fucking... Giant what, springs, like... What an idea, that. Yeah, great know? idea, like, yeah. yeah. And they've tried... Now, I'm not sure whether they've actually ever really succeeded in this, but in making rubberized kind of steel. So it's as hard and durable as steel, but has the kind of flexibility and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of bounce back ability, if you will, of rubber. Now, they have made advances in that and it is used in skyscrapers and stuff, but it's not It's not where they want it to be. Like, it's just kind of more flexible steel, basically. Yeah, yeah. But they're trying to make that kind of rubberized kind of, you know, so it's almost like, you know, vulcanized rubber, but it's as strong as steel. If you, you know, if you, if you come up with a formula for that day, you'd be a rich man. Yeah. Very rich well, don't look at me. It's like Scotty in Star Trek with his um, uh, what was it called? Transparent aluminum. Okay. But you know what they made all the windows and view screens in Star Trek out of. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But, okay. Uh, yes. So that is the holy grail that they're looking for in an earthquake proof. Well, anyway. It's kind of well, weird. that's another thing about your. What's the point in looking into it? Or how are they going to prevent it? They're never going to stop it. Mm. All these technological advances that yeah, they're making yeah, yeah, no, it all is, comes is, from is all where yeah. it comes from. Knowledge that is of the goal. That's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like a scientific branch that wants to change earthquakes or affect earthquakes. It's just to understand them so we can better live yeah. with them. I suppose yeah. is, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so they can fight them, firefight them, so yeah. they can create precautions. Yeah. Again, nineteen oh six. You keep fucking dragging me off. Have you got something against 1906? No, or, not at all. Or San Francisco? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I'd actually okay. love to go to San Francisco. It's okay. Sorry, San Francisco. Well, uh, well you've been San there as well. You, is there anywhere you haven't been there? Loads of places I haven't You're been. You're so well-traveled, man. Nah. You're only five years older than me. Like, and come <laughs> here, I've done a fair bit of traveling before I had kids. But there's no, nowhere near to the scale of travel you've done. Nah, you've I got the bug. I've said it before, I got the travel bug from my dad. Yeah. I've never lived outside Dublin, ever. Like, okay. I've always tried. I haven't to. lived outside Blanchardstown since I was six years of age. <laughs> like, Jesus. Hell, man. Firestorms developed citywide in San Francisco in 1906, mm. post-earthquake. At 7am, the US Army troops reported to the Hall of Justice, Mary E. E. Schmitz, Issued a shoot-to-kill order for anyone found looting. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, well, I mean... To avoid cases of mistaken identity, a dusk-till-dawn curfew was also issued. So if you're out after dusk... You're a looter. Fucking dead. You're getting shot. Yeah, yeah. 
I that think of a few lads who could have done with that treatment. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Not going to go there. With significant aftershocks, firefighters and troops had a tough time fighting the citywide inferno. They often dynamited whole city blocks to create firewalls. Jesus. So you know when you've got firefighters, bush firefighters yeah. that... and they actually born more uh, And they do, the they do a born of firebreak. a strip yeah. to create a firebreak. It was kind of mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they were doing it in city blocks though. Yeah, they Jesus blow Christ. stuff up. Yeah. Don't even get away with that. It's not that big. It's not that big. It's from from what? From the from the McDonald's at the O'Connell Bridge end to the end of the GPO. That's technically That's not that big, man. It's big enough though. It's fucking big enough if it's your shop or house that's on yeah, it, you know that's, what I mean? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'd get away with that now, would you? I don't know. We're just going to burn what down. If you, well, we're, you know. We're just going to burn down Henry Street to stop, the, you know, the rest of the city burning down. I don't know. They might. You know, well, it's not all made of fucking wood. No, well, that's so, true. So, on April 20th, thousands of refugees evacuated from the bottom of Van Ness Avenue. Van Nuys. Van Nuys. What did I Van Ness. Fucking Vanessa Avenue. <laughs> Van Nuys. Van Nuys, yeah. Having been trapped there by massive fires. So these people, this fire was, was fucking coming and they had no way out. Isn't that fucking insane? Fuck. Jesus Christ. Can't Not a nice way to go. Trapped with nowhere to go and there's a fire fucking coming. And right. it's getting hotter and it's getting smoggier. Right. That's scary shit. And they man. got evacuated? Yeah. Oh, okay. The army would eventually house, inverted commas, 20,000 refugees in more than 20 military-style camps across the city. By the 23rd of April, most fires were out, 3,000 were dead, and almost 30,000 buildings were destroyed, including most of the city's homes and nearly all of the CBD of the central business district. That's that's nuts, isn't it? Fucking nuts. So they had... That's San Francisco? Yeah. They had a a fucking... I always think of San Francisco being like an old city, like when you see it in movies and stuff. Well, you know... It has the old... They must have rebuilt it back pretty much exactly as it was. Well, it's still kind of old, you know? Yeah, but it looks like a colonial look to it, I always thought. The old streetcars and stuff, you know, they look... Like, it looks pre-1900s anyway, I always thought. Well... I guess they probably did build it back in the same aesthetic as what it had. I would imagine. I'm sure they would have gone for the same feel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It always looked, it just looks like a fucking cosmopolitan yeah. place to me. Yeah, I never you know, went, wow, well, You've been there. Is... I'm going by what I've seen on television. Do you know what I mean? Right, so okay. That's a nice of the noise. Yeah. You know? No, it's, it's an okay place. It wasn't great. Yeah. Sorry, San Francisco. Very bohemian city though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I was reading there. Uh, I'd love it. <laughs> I, I was reading artisan da- and yeah yeah I was reading Dave Grohl's uh, autobiography I've actually downloaded that it's it fantastic it's it go, great yeah. it's just come put it down yeah yeah it's yeah, really good it and he has a lot of good things to say about San Francisco yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I mean I, I I'm not it, saying it's a place I think it would be place. my kind of place but then again I mean how much of it is real now and how much of it is manufactured bohemia you know and ugh. You know? That's just cynical, man. Well, it's like Temple Bar. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean the main strip in Temple Bar. That's just tourist crappy crap. But you've got the little vintage shops and the little, you know, record shops and stuff that used to be really, really authentic. And now they've just become... Just, commercial. Uh, yeah, commercialised. Um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Facsimiles of hippie shops, as I would have called them. You know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. They're trying to be, but they're not, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's lost. Well, if you've not been to there. San Francisco, yeah, can't I can't diss it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I can't diss it if I haven't been Go and there. check it out and if you don't like it. I'd love to go back to the States. Well, don't like it. part of me says I'd love to go back to the States and I would. Like, I'd love to go back, but I'm just, I'm really concerned how much of a shithole it's become, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry, American listeners, but I mean, that is, that is what's been portrayed over the last kind of eight years, isn't it? Well, you know, there are many places in the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Listen, the whole world's going to fucking hell in a handbasket at the moment yeah. anyway. Like, none of us are getting better. Okay. On that cheery note. <laughs> Maybe a fucking big earthquake to wipe us all. It was the answer, though. Seismic waves. There are two kinds Can of seismic waves. We're in San Francisco. Is, yeah. Isn't that what you do? Did he surf in San Francisco? Yeah. LA, California, yeah, come That's on. Seven hours away, man. No, well, no, just fucking California <laughs> in general, man. Come on, it's the surf okay. capital of the world. Okay, two types of seismic waves body waves and surface waves. Okay, body waves, only really something you can definitely surf. And surface waves, I mean, what did you do on top of the water? On the surface. <laughs> so, body waves are waves that travel through the body of the earth, rock, magma. Crust, upper mantle, lower mantle, okay, all that kind of shit, right? Inner, outer core. If you're surfing them, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Surface waves can only travel on the surface, hence their name. Right. Their frequency is lower than body waves, which is why they travel on the surface. Okay. So okay. they, yeah, I'm not great with frequencies and troughs and peaks and all that kind of stuff. So okay, what so we're saying is that the lower the frequency, the less they can kind of penetrate solid objects kind of thing, is it? Or I guess. Mm. Again, I didn't study this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wish I had. Fucking animation. <laughs> and here's me wishing I was an animator. Yeah, animator. I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Love I'm animation. the one with the science degree, you know? Yeah. Okay, it's computer science. <laughs> Still a science degree. Of body waves. There are two types you can, they can be subdivided, it can be subdivided as well. You've got primary waves and secondary waves. Okay. Pretty easy to work out. Primary waves are the ones that arrive first. Secondary, secondary waves, waves are your after tremors and stuff, aftershocks and stuff, is it? You have the to best way, after the best way I can explain it, and we'll throw a link up on Facebook, is not someone trying to explain primary and secondary waves for dummies. It's not a video like that. Right. It's the part in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. Where she discovers, she walks in, they're, they're all watching fucking Cujo. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and summer. she drifts into where the teacher is and she's looking at his readouts and he's saying there's a really great movie on in there, you know, and she goes, these look like seismic waves and tremors and shit like that yeah, she, she, and these, he these are P waves and S waves she yeah, says yeah, yeah. she literally says and that yeah. she he explains what's going on where they are and why it's an anomaly and that explains primary and secondary waves yeah because in Ghostbusters they're not on a a, a boundary yeah. a tectonic boundary they're not yeah, on a tectonic yeah, plate yeah well so, tectonic uh, I'll send you that link have a look at it that explains it much more eloquently than I can cool and that's an excuse to go and watch Ghostbusters Afterlife again yeah, you can stick awesome. it you can stick it up on Facebook when I will of course yeah. this episode yeah. it's great it's fantastic copyright of Paramount Pictures I have that yeah yeah we don't claim any ownership to it no okay so P waves travel faster than S waves 
which answers the question you asked a couple as of minutes As to why ago. they come yeah, first, yeah. yeah. And are the first to arrive at a scientist detector, mm. okay? So, so P waves are early warning. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, okay. Well, it's the, the initial. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, by the time, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by the time the P wave is hitting your sensor, it's already too late. It's yeah, already you, happened. You don't yeah. get a, a warning that much that you mm. can fucking get out of harm's way. Yeah, you? Yeah. you might be able to get under a the door frame. It's already happening, basically. Yeah, you might get under a door frame before mm. the secondary waves hit, but you don't get that much of a forewarning. Yeah, yeah. P waves travel at five kilometers per second. It's not that fast for, like, when, when, you know, we think waves, I mean, like, light waves traveling. Yeah, but what are light waves moving through, man? I know, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. This yeah. is moving through solid rock. Well, that's true. Yeah, when you think of it that way, it is rock. quite fast, yeah. yeah, yeah. S waves travel at 0.8 kilometers per second. Okay. So there is a significant difference between the two, I suppose. Mm. Those speeds that I just mentioned, and this is where it fucking makes my mind go, what? And <laughs> freak out. Those waves depend on what they're traveling through. Yeah. Is it liquid? Is it solid? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But just to the mathematical gymnastics that my brain has to do to process all of that is just fucking checks me out straight away. Yeah. Maths is never, ever my thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not my biggest, uh, you know, we've yeah. discussed that previously as well, yeah. Okay. Here's... And apparently English isn't isn't my forte that I thought it was either, but hey. Okay. I just want to throw this in so long as you don't ask me any questions. Okay. Right. <laughs> so there are also love waves, L-O-V-E. Love waves, okay, and Rayleigh waves, Rayleigh or A Y L E I G H, Rayleigh, waves. Rayleigh waves, okay. waves. What are they know? I have nothing on them. Okay, no mass. I don't know what's going on after that. <laughs> okay, all so right. yeah, I'd have to look at that. I was looking at it and I was just going, "How am I gonna say this without sounding like an idiot, but <laughs> simplify it so I'm not just regurgitating and I'm understanding?" And I just couldn't. I was okay. like, fucking, I need, I need to do a three or four year course <laughs> yeah. just to understand all this shit. I was like, yeah, fuck that. Are you regretting doing earthquakes now though? No, You're I love it. So I much love it. it like. <laughs> I want to do, I want to get over to do the Japanese. Yeah, and I've got a fair bit on that as yeah, well. Yeah, that, so. that was nuts. Right, but I just want to throw this out there and it's just a tiny little bit. Yeah, yeah. There was also an earthquake in San Francisco on the 17th of October 1989, which, which is what yeah, you said earlier. I actually yeah, remember yeah. that, yeah. It yeah. was a magnitude 6.9 earthquake. Not that big, though, when you think about it. 6.9 is not... But I, the magnitude scale, like the, the 6.9, 6.9 is exponentially the, bigger, bigger than, than a 5. 5. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so it's, it is huge. Mm. Well, I mean, but again... it's not when you consider that there's 9.2s and, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're fucking... But again, this is a 6.4 in a built-up urban area compared to 6. a 9.2 out, you know. Yeah, 6.9, but, but 9.2 yeah. out in the ocean. I know, yeah. As yeah. we will see. We're going to get there, nuts. yeah. We yeah, are yeah, going to get yeah. there, and that was but devastating. But 6.9, the epicentre was about 60 miles south of San Francisco at Loma Prieta Peak in mm. the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yeah. The quake lasted 15 seconds. 15 fucking seconds. Is that long that, for a quake? I, for me, that'd be long. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, again, I was life. in a, a 3.4, I think it was. 
right. when I was in California doing my internship in animation from college. And I was freaked out. Everybody and all the Californians just were down. just like, yeah, whatever. It's okay. They got under the door frames when it yeah. shook and it was over and they went back and sat down and went back to work. I was freaked out. It's freaky feeling the most solid thing you know under you. Terra firma, I guess. Yeah, moving. Yeah. And it's weird. It's just fucking imagine, yeah. But they don't bat an eyelid. So these things happen all the time. So yeah. the 3.4 is fucking nothing. A 6.9. Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's fucking disaster. Yeah. But again, they probably would have gotten a bit freaked out. And I actually saw footage of it and there were screams. Oh, yeah. Roads collapsing. All that stuff that you expect as a reaction was all happening and Mm. roads collapsed. But people got on with it. People Mm. bounced back from it. Yeah. yeah. Where I'd just be walking around fucking wide. You'd still be shaking long after the quake stopped. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'd be the same. Stay away from me. But yeah, yeah, it's we did have mad. a tiny one in Dublin when we were kids as well. Do you yeah, that? yeah, a really I tiny one. But, and again, they're called intraplate quakes. Right, okay. I N T R A. Yeah, quake. Plate. Yeah, yeah, because they have intraplate yeah, inside yeah. the plate inside as opposed the plate. to what about which I'll yeah. talk about later on because if I get pulled off in that direction, fucking okay, yeah. let's do that. Okay, later but then, yeah. but yeah, I do. I remember that. Awesome. awesome. I remember that. The epicenter was in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It lasted mm. fifteen seconds. And there were 67 fatalities, which is tragic. It is tragic, but it's fairly minor. They got off very light, yeah. Yeah. There were 3,000 injured. Mm. In the Marina District in San Francisco, there's no bedrock. So it's it's all reclaimed. Oh, okay. So it's silt. Yeah, yeah. 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 Liquefaction took place. Right. So it all just, it's it's like putting a mountain of flour in a sieve and shaking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it just... Fucking whittles away to nothing. Jesus. So I guess that's what happened. That's my very, very non-expert way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would have thought it'd be more like putting a mountain of flour into a jug of water. It just literally. Well, actually, that's that's even better. Do you ever drink protein and you kind of fill up your water and you drop it in? Yeah. And there's there's a scientist somewhere listening to this going, Jesus Christ, lads, fuck's (laughs) sake. So like the whole fucking. The whole waterfront just fell into the sea, basically. A 1.25 mile stretch of the second level Cypress Street viaduct along the Nimitz Freeway collapsed during the quake. Do you remember that footage? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. Now they've made it a fucking attraction at Universal Studios, haven't they? Have they? they? That's that's pretty fucking gruesome, isn't it? Well, it's it's from the movie Earthquake. Yeah. But it's, yeah, like you're... You're going along and the road just collapses under you and then you go down. It's a roller coaster underground, essentially. Oh, right. Okay. You know? So, yeah. But yeah they're making yeah, fun of tragedy. Yeah, well, as I said, the ride is based okay, on Okay. No, they're not. I apologize. They're not making fun. They're making commercial fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But okay. as I said, the ride is based on the movie, not necessarily yeah, yeah. the actual event. So. In the event in 1989, I said... Not 67 67 you said yeah. Yeah, yeah 42 of those died when the upper level of the motorway collapsed, collapsed onto down the onto lower the bottom level. level yeah and I saw footage of a car just before the collapse and it collapsed and the car dove in yeah but didn't a tanker truck as well or stuff in the movie but, but it dove in but didn't fall all the way it kind of right. bounced and was left up half out on the other side right, the yeah. driver of that car had died but yeah. His passenger was critically injured but survived. Okay. That 
must have been fucking insane. Yeah, Jesus. fucking insane. So yeah, nineteen oh six, nineteen eighty nine. Mm, and now, yeah, accounting. Okay, so we've got Japan in mm. twenty eleven. I think we all remember this one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's so recent. At two forty six on the eleventh of March in twenty eleven, a magnitude nine earthquake struck off the northeastern coast of Honshu, Japan's main island. It caused widespread damage and generated a series of large tsunamis that devastated many coastal areas of the country. I think and we that's all what, remember that. That's what people remember because mm. there's nobody witnessed the earthquake. Yeah. The, now, I know when we were talking about this earlier, Dale, and I got a bit muddled. This is not the same as the Indonesian tsunami, is it? No, it's not that the was same the Indian event. Ocean. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, my um, well, memory had just kind of literally compacted both of those events yeah. into one single event. Right, okay. Which, yeah. Okay, we'll get on to that one later as well, because yeah, that was fucking yeah. catastrophic. And that was, that had global That effects. was Thailand and everything. Yeah, got, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I Band was thinking Aceh was that was one. the island that yeah. everybody remembers the wave coming in on. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking that was the one Yeah. where, no. as I'm going to get on to Fukushima, nuclear plant got damaged. Yeah. I thought no, that was the same wasn't. one. No, but it wasn't. wasn't the no. It was, what, a few years apart, wasn't it? 2008 and 2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2004-2
geographically, you might just look at a map Half and go, world, well, there's basically. fucking Russia and there's fucking China. But that's a long way away. Yeah, that's half yeah. the fucking world. Yeah. Well, not half the world, but you know what I mean. The March the 11th quake was the strongest to hit the region since records began in the late 19th century. And it was a later revealed, and this part just fucking flipped me out. It was later revealed that a satellite orbiting at the edge of the Earth's atmosphere had detected infrasonics, which are low frequency sound waves from that quake at the edge of the, the fucking atmosphere. atmosphere. That's That's mental. a loud quake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, uh, infrasonics, we can't hear. Yeah, it, so. yeah, no, we can't but, hear. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but it sounds, that's, that's, you know, it was sound waves that were generated yeah, the, by it. The, though, yeah. the planet must have rung like a bell. Yeah, yeah, that literally, fucking yeah. fucking nuts. That is crazy. That is, dead. that is deadly. It's an understatement, and I don't mean to yeah, sensationalize yeah. anything. You see, this but, is it, and I mean, like, we're fascinated by the science of this and the kind of spectacularness of it. Let's not forget that there's a massive loss of life here. You know, yeah. that's something that we have to yeah. be very kind of, you know, conscious yes, of. Yes, it was. So, yeah, it's like not We're not fangirling over these earthquakes. Like, it's you not know? sensationalism of no. fatalities or anything no. like that, but no. it's a fascination at the science of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. In a very non-expert Like the earth is trying to kill us, let's be honest, you know. The earth has a disease and we're the spots and Mother Nature's trying to fight back. Yeah, it's a living organism <laughs> it is and we're just yeah. fleas on a dog's back. That's it. That's exactly what we are, yeah. Mother Earth is desperately trying to shake us off. Yeah, and it will one day, I'm sure. Yeah. Being thrust up 33 feet, 10 metres, created water displacement, as you were yeah. saying, and created a tidal wave which moved outwards. Moved outwards in a 360-degree arc, didn't it? Just, you know, yeah, well, circular it, you know, wave, like, yeah. It, it had nothing to obstruct it, yeah. so it just... It's like you drop a stone into a pool, like... Exactly like that. Mm. So before a tsunami hits the trough, which is the lowest point of the wave at the front of the tsunami, hits the coast first. Yeah. And, okay. it, and it's moving slower than the crest as well, isn't it? So it's building up behind it. Well, well. That gives you the height. No, it is the, the foot of the, the crest. Like the trough is, is down the bottom at the yeah. front of the wave. Yeah. Now we'll get to the speed thing in a minute, but you're, you're on the right path you're mm -hmm. you're tracking along the the right lines mm -hmm. when the trough hits it has the effect of sucking the water out yes yeah which, i remember that yeah was in the footage and which, i think it was from the indonesian one i'm thinking of but I, I remember seeing footage on the beach and nobody had a clue like they were just you know sunbathing and all of a sudden the sea disappeared and yeah. they were like oh this is and, amazing and because like, nobody had on? a clue nobody no one knew ran. why yeah and then then the next thing you know, they start to see this wall of water on the yeah. horizon. The the wall of water, the front of the wave coming in, mm. as it hits shallower water and starts to meet the land, because the land very rarely just juts up out of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, no, it's, it's gradual. It's a slow incline, yeah. yeah. It starts to slow. Right. But the wave behind it, because the wave might be, let's say, a mile, a mile wide. Yeah, 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 if it's a mile wide. The back of that is still moving yeah. at 500 miles an hour. Yeah. So when the and front of it the starts height. to slow down, the back, the midsection and everything behind the front mm. of the wave starts to catch up. Yeah. And as a result, it's forced up. Yeah. And it's like when you're on your BMX and you slam on the front brake, your back wave comes up. That's essentially what's happening with a wave. 
So it's catching up and it's accumulating energy as it slows down. And slowly it'll start to tip over as the rest of the wave catches up. Being so tectonically active, Japan is one of the world's front runners in damage limitation measures when it comes to construction as far as earthquakes go. Yeah. Because it's fucking huge. I didn't look into that. To, I to, looked in a little bit and then I kind of got sidetracked by the Fukushima power plant. Yeah, I remember So that. I kind of went down that rabbit hole. As Della said, and, ripped through the seafloor off the coast of Honshu. Now, automatic safety procedures immediately kick in at the at the Fukushima nuclear power plant as soon as that first tremor is detected. So reactors 1, 2 and 3 automatically shut down Four, five, and six were already offline for routine maintenance. There was actually only only three reactors active at the time of the earthquake, and they shut down immediately, automatically. Right at about quarter to three that afternoon, uh, the earthquake damaged the power lines that were feeding power to the station and essentially cut it off from the national grid. Oh, right. Okay, so yeah, yeah that's where all the generators kicked in. Exactly. Yes, it did. Backup generators like kicked in to keep the cooling water flowing into reactors one to three. Which, even though they were shut down, it takes nuclear fuel a long time to cool down. Right, okay. A long yeah. time. And How many reactors are there? There are six reactors at Fukushima. Fuck yeah. Hell. Yeah, so one to three were, were active at the time, and four, five, and six were down for maintenance. So, okay, failure of the water cooling pumps at Chernobyl caused the explosion there in 1986. So without the cooling water being pumped into those reactor cores, you'd see the same kind of massive steam explosion because the water that's in there has to keep constantly moving yeah, yeah, so it yeah. can't vaporize by the heat of the of the rods. Now, right. actually, before I go any further, I just want to kind of explain a little bit how a nuclear reactor works so okay. people can kind of get their heads around what's going on inside there, yeah? yeah? Right, so in a, a boiling water reactor... A BWR. Basically what you have is you've got a giant sphere that's completely watertight and pressurized. Right. Right. In the floor of that you've got like a, a graphite grid with holes in it for fuel rods and control right. rods. Right. Now the fuel they were using was um zirconium and the control rods that they use is barium. Right. right. So basically okay. the ratio of barium to zirconium dictates how much output that you're getting, how much of a nuclear reaction you're right, creating. Right, okay, yeah. In the bottom of this. And massive. hypothetically, you can control it by... Adding more barium. Yeah. Increase it by taking away. Yes. And, inc- yeah, 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 decrease by Right, more. now each yeah. of those rods can be lowered or, or raised individually, but they can also be lowered and raised together. Right. So as soon as the earthquake hits, all those rods are immediately automatically taken out of the reactor core. Right. Right. So the nuclear reaction stops. Now that whole kind of spherical containment unit is constantly filled and refilled with water. Water pumping through it constantly to slow or to cool down the zirconium rods because they get like up to 2,500 degrees Celsius. Fucking hell. Right. So that's basically, and what they're doing is they're boiling water below the graphite grid is a massive boiler, which is boiling constantly, creating steam, which then drives the turbines and generates electricity. Okay. So that's basically how your nuclear reactor works. The cooling water is pumped in by electric pumps. And when the power lines fail, the, the diesel generators kick in. So the water keeps pumping. So there's nothing going too wrong yet. As I said, at Chernobyl, it was the water pumps failed. The cooling water inside that spherical chamber was immediately vaporized and massive explosion, obviously. Okay. So this is what they're trying to avoid happening now at Fukushima. 
So over the course of the next hour, right, a safety relief valve will open and close several times to safely vent steam and keep the pressure inside the reactor core at safe levels. This safety measure is likely responsible for averting a Chernobyl-like catastrophic explosion. Right. Right. So then by half three then, the fourth tsunami hits the 19-foot seawall which surrounds and protects Fukushima nuclear power plant. The fourth tsunami hits, it's about, it's about 10 feet high, I think. The seawall does its job. Everybody breathes a massive sigh of relief and they think, whew, that's it, we're over the worst of it, we're sorted, we're grand. We'll get the power back on and everything will be fine. Uh, by 3.33, steam continues to build up to dangerous levels in reactor core 1. The safety release valve prevented an explosion, but the temperature inside the reactor is steadily climbing because of the failure of the emergency condenser system. So basically what turns kind of steam back into water inside that cooling system, that's now failed. Right. So they've no way to kind of, kind of circulate the cooling water. Concern is rising, but as long as the safety relief valve keeps letting out that, out that steam, they should be able to fend off a massive explosion. They begin to breathe a sigh of relief and believing that the first tsunami was the worst of it and that they're going to be okay. And everything is working exactly as it should, bar the condenser, which is a minor kind of thing, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so then um, at 338, the first backup generator fails. And how many have they got? There's six. Right, okay. Right, but all but one of them are underground. Fuck's sake. Below the water level. Yeah, so just bear that in mind. They're going to fucking make it a disaster movie about this in years to come. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised they haven't yet. You know, it's been what? It's been 13 years, like, you know. Yeah, so the first backup generator fails due to some water that got in from the first, first tsunami. Right. And as I said, this one's on the, on the surface. Concern then begins to kind of build because the other ones are underground and the water is starting to seep down into the basement levels. Right. So they get flooded. They've no power at all, you know. By 346, the second tsunami, this one 46 feet high. Fucking hell. Smashes into the seawall, completely engulfs the site. All the diesel generators are completely flooded and shut down. They're 500 tonne fuel tanks are washed away like paper cups by this thing, well yeah. you've seen the footage and everybody's seen the footage mm. that was on tv of this black wave washing in over the land yeah with yeah. all this little bits of detritus yeah in it and it was fucking houses <laughs> oh yeah yeah those little bits of detritus were buildings yeah 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 yeah, it was just the power of it like was yeah. just incredible but uh, yeah so all the diesel generators are gone this like this fucking power station is now autonomous. It's on its fucking own. There's n- no control now. All the systems are down. Everything's gone down. It's a runaway train now. Right now, lucky enough, the, the fuel rods are not in the car, so it's it's not still performing a nuclear reaction. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But they're still massively, massively hot. And there's still a risk of meltdown. All that fucking water is radioactive, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. See, that's a closed system. That's right. That's why the condenser is so important because you've got it's a complete closed system that water is pumped in there on day one before a nuclear reaction takes place yeah and that is the water that stays there forever it's it's forever well for the duration for the lifetime yeah, yeah, of no, the yeah no i understand yeah um, um of the reactor it's it's vaporized into steam and it's condensed back to water and it's yeah. just you know it's a closed system because it is contaminated as you said it's completely yeah. radioactive so they can't let it out into the environment so it's used over and over and over again to, to cool these rods. But now, without any power, 
those pumps aren't working. So that water is just sitting stagnant now. Right, okay. Okay, so the rods are out, so um, a nuclear reaction is no longer taking place, but they're still seriously, seriously hot. They're like over 2,000 degrees hot. Yeah. And they're getting hotter. Right, okay. Right. You know, they do continue to to heat up even after reaction has stopped. And basically, like, that dome is completely full of water. It's The rods are underwater, but that water is rapidly evaporating now. Right, okay. Because there's nothing to pump it out, you yeah. know. By 350, the water level has dropped below the kind of top level of the fuel rods. Right, okay. So these are now exposed fuel yeah. rods getting hotter, hotter, hotter. So meltdown is a real, real possibility now. By 6 p.m., fuel rods are completely now exposed to dry air. From top to bottom? Yeah. They're completely exposed now, right? Without water to radiate the heat into, the temperature inside the reactor spikes rapidly now. Right, It's going boom through the roof. At 6.18, power is restored to reactor one and cooling water begins to flow. But workers are still unaware of the massive boil-off of water inside the reactor, so... The system pumps in the same volume of water that it pumps out. So the fuel rods are still exposed. So how are they fucking unaware? I'm not a scientist. Because or... they they've no power. There's no sensors. There's no data. There's nothing. But, oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, so they've got no, like, they've no way of knowing what's happening inside the reactor. Perfectly fucking common yeah, sense. yeah. Well, common sense would tell you, and you've yeah. been venting steam all afternoon. Like, yeah, it would tell you that that came from somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay. But anyway, yeah, but it's more of a flaw in the design of the reactor. Yeah. That the pumps are automatically designed to pump in what they pump out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's only pumping out. Sounds like a situation where they need a big override button. Yeah. 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 So it pumps out half the water and pumps back in because it's a closed system. You see. Yeah. There is no way to yeah. add more water as such. There's so, another fucking charge coming. You know, so you're, so you're just left with what you've got in there. You know, it's a closed system. So, yeah. Uh, by 7 p.m., Prime Minister Nato Khan declares a nuclear emergency, still claiming that no radiation leak has been detected and it's merely precautionary. At 7.20 p.m., the water level drops again inside reactor number one, completely exposing the rods. They begin to melt into a pool at the bottom of the of the dome. Now this this, this is your, yeah. this is your nuclear meltdown now because as soon as they go back in there yeah. and drip into that what's the word I'm looking for into that graphite grid, nuclear fission begins to happen again. Okay, you know, so you've got your nuclear reaction and it's now out of out of control because you you know. No way to take dripping metal. Or less in control than it was before, if well, it was ever in control. It's pretty much completely yeah. out of control now. Yeah, you, yeah. you can't remove the rods now. They're Yeah, they're yeah. fused. Yeah, exactly. All homes within a, a two-kilometer radius are all evacuated. Everyone within a six-kilometer radius is told to be prepared to evacuate if needed. Real concern now of a Chernobyl-type explosion as pressure inside reactor 1 reaches twice normal levels and continues to rise. Chernobyl-type explosion times 6? Times 3, anyway, for the three reactors, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, I love this. This is just so Japanese. I love the Japanese, I have to say. Older workers are now offering to take the place of younger workers in case there's a disaster because they've lived their lives. I saw an interview. And they want the younger lads to go home to their families, yeah. That was class. Now, they refuse. Everybody stays in situ. Nobody leaves. 
which is also very Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sense of duty. And which is also very human. It is very human as yeah. well, yeah. But that kind of sense of duty and stuff, yeah. Nobody leaves, they stay where they are. At 2.45, emergency power to the core flutter system, the main emergency system for reactor 3 runs out. Right, so they've no power now in, At all. in reactors 1 or 3. Okay. 3 a.m., fuel rods in reactor 3 are exposed and temperature immediately spikes. 5.30 a.m., Pressure in reactor one is at critical levels. Explosion seems imminent. Fuck that. And I'm going to have to leave it there. I'll pick it up again in part two. So see you there.